0: Welcome to Let's Talk Cake. I'm Carrie.
1: And I'm Savannah, and on today's episode we will be talking to Jamie from Jamie Cake SF.
2: Cakes can truly just steal the show of a party. I approach mixing frosting the same way that I would mix paint. I'm ready to
0: do more and you do more. Send me your cake recipes. Send me everything you have. I send me everything. You know, baking is It's such a craft. All of your senses are involved and it's such an expression and it's cozy and it's so rewarding.
1: Honestly, I'm sure everyone has been touched by cake in some way. All right, so this week in the bakery, we had a little learning experience with pricing. Um, So we got a wedding cake order pretty last minute and We gladly took it on (laughs) with it being the coronavirus still. and um, So
0: many postponements that we were actually really (laughs) excited to have a wedding cake to do. For
1: sure. And so we gladly took it on, especially because it involved plenty of buttercream flowers. And we are obsessed with buttercream flowers, especially lately, just because... I mean, we're so inspired by nature, and with spring happening right now, just like going on walks, looking outside, so many flowers popping, and it's just so much fun to transform those flowers into buttercream.
0: Yeah, and this cake was literally covered with buttercream flowers, like down the sides, the top, onto the cake board, covered with buttercream.
1: Yes, so it was super fun to do. Um, but about halfway through, we looked at the clock (laughs) and we realized that we had been working on this for so long.
0: Both of us, both of us making flowers most of the day and, and it was, it was a big job. Yes. And so
1: I think it was just kind of a learning experience because we priced it how we thought was appropriate, how we thought we would be making sufficient money for all of the time that we would be doing, but Coming out of it, we (laughs) we realized it took a lot longer, and so I mean, together as the Dessert Studio, we've been open almost a year and a half, and you would think by now that we have our pricing down and we're making we're making what we want to be on each cake. But
0: we're learning; it's still still a learning process. (laughs) They they got a good value, but the important thing was they ended up with a beautiful wedding cake for sure.
1: And if anything, we got lots of practice for (laughs) our buttercream flowers. But yeah, it was fun and. Just a just a learning experience. I mean, I think it's better to usually price higher than what we expect, because I think more times than not, I think it takes longer than.
0: Yeah, I think we we kind of overestimate our speed sometimes and we have to like have a little reality check every once in a while.
1: But this was our reality check. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So this week we're really excited because we're going to be talking to Jamie from Jamie Cake SF. And she is so creative and so talented. And we're really excited to get to know her a little better. So let's get her on. Hi, Jamie. Welcome to Let's Talk Cake. Hi. Thanks so much for having me. You bet. We're excited to have you. Jamie is coming to us from San Francisco today, and her business is Jamie Cake SF. So you should go take a look at her Instagram and see some of her beautiful cakes. You're so artistic. I've just been so impressed with the stuff that you've done.
1: Oh, thanks so much. Yeah, so talented. But we would love to just get right into it and tell us about how you started in the cake industry.
2: Yeah, so it was about 10 years ago. um, And I don't know if this is going into the industry at the time, but I had a friend who asked me to make a cake for her boyfriend's 40th birthday. That I don't even know why she would ask me because at that time, I never made a cake. um, And the only thing that I've ever really made was a cupcake once. And so I was like, all right, I took up the challenge. And of course, at that time, I had no idea what fondant was. I knew nothing about cakes, So I Googled it. I found a 40th birthday cake that I thought was interesting. And it was um a three-tiered stacked Depends cake. Okay. <laughs> so just like the diapers. <laughs> so talking about going bigger, going home, I'm like, you know what? That's the cake that I'm going to make. So the first cake that I ever made was a three-tiered fondant Depends cake. Dang. Um, yeah. <laughs> It was very sad looking. And um, <laughs> I didn't know at the time that you could buy pre made fondant. So I found a fondant recipe online oh. and made my own fondant. Yeah, oh, it was bad. <laughs> and food coloring. I'm like, Oh, we can just use the McCormick's, you know, the, the dropper type food coloring <laughs> to make fondant. Oh, yeah, that's what I did. I'm like, why is it so gooey? Um after I mixed it in. So that's what I did. And I probably went through two packs of the McCormick's just to try and get a bold color. Oh, it was <laughs> terrible. No gloves. So I didn't use gloves at the time trying to mix it. It was, I mean, it turned out okay. If you look at it, It you, I mean, it was very, very, um, it, it was sad. It was slightly wilted, but it, it worked. It stood up. It stood up. There we go.
1: That's an achievement then (laughs) for your first cake. Yes, exactly. But um, after making that cake, I knew I wanted
2: to get better and I was kind of hooked. Um, You know, just like with any other hobby that you have, I'm like, oh, the next cake is going to get better than this. So that's how I started.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. Well, you've come a long way, I think, since that first (laughs) stacked depend cake. (laughs) Yeah. So, you said that someone asked you to do that. So is that kind of how you got started was just doing it for people who requested things kind of as just a fun little side thing? Oh, yeah.
2: So it was definitely just, you know, people who had birthdays. And then eventually at that time, my friends um just started having kids. So as more and more people had kids, I got the opportunity to make more and more cakes. So I got lucky that way just to get my practice in for okay. friends.
1: Yeah. So I'm assuming then you had a different job into having a cake business and being having that be your job and full-time gig.
2: Yeah, so um over the course so that was about 10 years ago and then as friends started having more kids like I was saying, I started making more cakes and then it wasn't up until maybe about 5 years ago or so where I started getting a little bit more serious about it. I actually um had gotten pregnant with my first daughter and then had some health issues with breast cancer. But then during that time, after I finished treatment, I said to myself, you know, I want to do something for myself and even throughout the entire time of like being pregnant and going through treatment, I was still making cakes for friends. And that's one of the things that kind of kept me going um, and kept me busy because I never like to just kind of sit there just in general. And, um, after I finished everything up with all the health issue stuff, I took a course at the San Francisco Baking Institute, um, and learned a lot more about cake bases and composition. And from there, I was like, wow, I really, I really enjoyed the technical side of cake making and didn't realize how much I would enjoy that. So, um, after that, that's when I decided to like, Pick up more cakes and kind of put myself out there a little bit more. Still not going full time at it. I went back and I started working at a startup. Um, and there I was uh, working in beauty and lifestyle. So that's what I've always worked in. And so my background is in cosmetics. And so I've been doing that for a better part of 20 years um, as a sales account executive and then moving on to the startup where I was the head of beauty and lifestyle from there i had we actually dove into working with a lot of videos so at that time i was able to take a look at a lot of videos and we were exploring a bunch of different options with work and so from there i started discovering different different videos on cake making as well so i kind of dabbled into to more cakes that way
0: all right um, and at that point were you
2: starting to charge for your cakes Uh, no, not as of yet. So it was, thank you for getting back on course, but as on, uh, I started charging the beginning of last year is when I really started charging for cakes. Yeah. So I had, I had a few orders sprinkled in here and there, um, throughout the years where I did charge, you know, it was friends of friends, people I didn't know. And I did charge for those, but it started last year that I started charging um, actually, put myself out there. Started an Instagram account at the very end of two thousand eighteen, um, and then started charging at that point.
0: All right. So that that was a lot of years then of doing it kind of on the side, just as as a I don't know a kindness for people. <laughs> yeah, but
2: it, it I, really was. Yeah, <laughs> and it,
0: was,
2: it was a lot of kindness that went into it because a lot of it really did take about you know a lot of those fondant cakes took. You know, two to three days to make.
0: Yeah. I, I noticed going back in your Instagram that you have your, your style has evolved and you've become, I think, in my opinion, more and more artistic and kind of developed a little, a little uh, name for yourself just in the artistic part. Was that kind of an evolution that kind of led you more toward this little niche?
2: Yeah, it definitely was. You know, I definitely started off doing fondant and, you know, I enjoyed it, but it didn't give me the same joy that working with buttercream does and doing the types of cakes that I am doing now. So it was definitely um, a big transition. And and I definitely really started seeing the evolution start happening like last year. Um, After discovering a few cakers, I had no idea what you could do. With buttercream, I really just thought it was like, oh, you could just pipe flowers, and and that was it. And I didn't realize that you could paint buttercream. You could do all of these beautiful things and manipulate buttercream in different ways.
0: Um, Yeah, it's pretty amazing, isn't it?
2: It is. It is. I'm just like, wow, this is this is awesome. Yeah. So so I really, this really brings me joy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So do you still take on fondant orders, or I know on your Instagram it's pretty obvious that it's mainly buttercream. Do you still do fondant work or is it mainly just working with buttercream?
2: I I try not to take on orders that are full fondant cakes. Um it, it's just I don't do that as much just because I don't enjoy it as much, but I still do do fondant work. Um as far as like I'll make fondant toppers. I just did a cake recently where it has some fondant toppers on that. So it's more fondant accents mm-hmm. and buttercream
1: forward. Okay. So- yeah, very cool. Okay, so you mentioned about a year ago. So then, have you quit your full time job, or or is this still kind of a side thing, or what's going on there?
2: I have. So it was just this year. Well, the full time job that wrapped up in August. So we left in August, or I left in August, um, of last year because I was having my third child. So I had my son in August. Congratulations. And Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, what better time to start a business when you're pregnant, third on the way, and hey, I'm going to start a cake business now. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> um, so uh, it was at that time that I decided, you know what, the the window of opportunity is here, so I'm going to take it, you know, and what better time than now, because there's really never a perfect time to do something like this. Exactly. So uh, I started putting myself out there more. Um, and as soon as I, uh, got better from having the baby, I started taking on cake orders. So, and it was this year, um, 2019 that I really am going for, or 2020 that I, uh, I'm really putting myself out there to take on a lot of orders.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I noticed that you've done some corporate things. Is that, is that a big part of your business or is that just a, a little piece of it?
2: that actually is going to be a big part of the business. So that's definitely a part of my strategy. Um, really positioning myself to do more corporate cakes um, and wedding cakes. Ideally. I mean, I love doing celebration cakes and I'll definitely take those on, but the corporate cakes is definitely uh, the space that I want to be in. Cool.
0: Yeah. Some of your stuff is just so interesting. I loved, I, there was a, a set of three there. I say square. Some of them are rectangle, but they yeah. were just—they were so cool, and on, honestly, it kind of gave me an itch to try something like that because that—that <laughs> was those were very cool.
2: Yeah, yeah. So I—I I love doing things that are different shapes. I actually think I want to try like a triangle cake or a hexagon cake. Um, yeah, I—I I have an obsession with clean edges uh-huh. and clean lines. <laughs> And I think that came from my makeup days, working um, as a makeup artist. But I just want like the perfect line, just like I used to want the perfect cat eye.
0: (laughs) Well, I think you're getting uh, you're getting there because your stuff is so clean and nice.
1: Oh, thank you. Okay, do you mind if we come back to your story with cancer? Because you mentioned that caking was kind of I don't know. I guess you could say an outlet, and that was kind of where you wanted to put your time and energy during that. I imagine very difficult time, so can we kind of dive into that a little deeper about how caking was able to help you in that difficult time?
2: Yeah, definitely. um so I was diagnosed with stage two breast cancer when I was fourteen weeks pregnant um and then so the entire time of my pregnancy, I was going through chemo, which you know no one ever thinks're able to do that, which is like kind of crazy. Um, but even during that time, and I was looking back at pictures, I delivered a stacked Lego cake to somebody. And this was right after my diagnosis. And it was one of those things like, oh, you don't have to do the cake. You know, I, I totally understand because you have cancer. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm like, cancer is not going to hold me back from making cake. Are you kidding me? And so it, it was really one of those things where I wanted to take on more projects like that. Um, just to, it it just refocused my energy where I didn't have to think about what was going on with myself, whether that be, um, something that was probably not the healthiest thing to do, but at the same time doing cakes. I mean, it, it brought me joy to make a cake and it brought me even more joy to see somebody so happy for receiving a cake like that. Um, so it's definitely one of the things that I, I, I would not have, Probably, and I don't want to say I wouldn't have gotten through that whole ordeal without making cake, but it was really one of those things that it just kept me going. It definitely kept me going.
0: I think there's definitely something to be said for having something else to focus on when you're going through a trial that that gives your mind a place to go so that it isn't always on the trial that you're going through. And I, I we're, we're discovering more and more that caking and creativity not just caking, creativity in general, but because most of us that are in caking try to be very creative. We actually feel that and see that in our own lives when we're, when we're having a hard time with something or something is really difficult. It is nice to have something to focus on, a creative outlet. And also, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but something a little bit mundane, um, something that is just kind of repetitive and and that you can keep yourself occupied with. Does that make sense?
2: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And and I'm one of those people when I start to work on a project or work on a cake, I become obsessive about it. So my mind is completely consumed by it. So it is something that's very cathartic for me. And it definitely um took my mind off of everything. So yeah, absolutely.
0: That's absolutely. awesome.
1: Yes. I yeah. love hearing what creativity and what baking and what cake art can do for people because it really it does help so many people especially like we have already talked about especially when you are going through such a hard time. So thank you for opening up about that and sharing that with us and and it's a good reminder that when you are going through something hard just just take a step back and do something that you love, something that you can focus your energy on and and just work on that and forget the hard
0: stuff in life. <laughs>
2: Exactly. Exactly.
0: <laughs> so your your social media um that's how we actually came across you was looking for artistic cakes and beautiful cakes and and ways that people were expressing them in cakes and I came across you right after the Oscars and saw your parasite, um, oh! cake that was <laughs> about the movie and i have not seen the movie but honestly your cake makes me very curious about it because it is just so it's so artistic and it's just so um moody i don't know is the have you seen the movie yes so um, it's
2: one of the few movies we got to see during the year but yes is we did. it
0: is it a moody movie cuz your your cake just is so evocative of like that a kind of mood and taking you a certain place and it was was just so cool so yeah, that was where I first came across you and then of course since then I've looked back through your stuff and it's it's pretty it's pretty neat. Um it's really beautiful stuff. I I am very impressed with how quickly now you said it was a long process of doing things for cakes for free for other people, but right. It's only been pretty recently that it has become this kind of focused artistic stuff as far as I can see from your Instagram. So yeah. how how did you develop that? Like was it just your love of buttercream and trying different things with buttercream? because they're even though they're all very different, there's definitely you've definitely got a style that is you,
2: oh, thank you. I think that's um what every I guess artist or cake artist really wants to that that's the biggest compliment. So thank you. Um, yeah. so with the parasite cake, it was definitely meant to be moody. Um, in the movie, it is a very moody, kind of like a dark, dark. I don't even say comedy, but it's kind of a darker movie. So that's definitely what I wanted uh, to portray into the cake. Um, that rock that you see there, it's scholar. It's a scholar rock, which makes sense if you've seen the movie. It's this rock that they carry around, or the father carries around. Um, so that's definitely a part of of the cake. And then the bottom half, which is green. I'm like a dark green that symbolizes like the floods and the waters that are in the movie. So that's definitely what I, I I wanted it to be kind of like a darker cake. Um, Well, you nailed it. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) Um, And then with the styling of my cakes, you know, I really draw a lot of inspiration from art that I see in fashion, Um, fashion being a big part of of what I like and and my background and my past jobs before and even through makeup and that that's what influences a lot of my cake uh my cake artwork now um seeing that and being able to incorporate the things that I love into into a cake and if that makes any sense um so when i say i'm like obsessive compulsive about it i totally am so i'll be walking with my kids walking through the park and i see like blades of grass that look a certain way i'm like oh that would be great on a cake so just drawing inspiration from all different things or you know looking flipping through a magazine and seeing um certain patterns or certain designers um and seeing their artwork on their clothing I look at that, I'm like, oh wow, I wonder how I can incorporate that into a cake or come up with the technique that I could use on a cake. So I've been doing a lot of experimenting the last like six months or so with buttercream
1: and trying out different techniques. Yeah. And I think for any new cake artist, experimenting is how you grow and how you come to know what you want that niche to be. And so I think it's so important to take the time to just creatively grow and try new things and even when you have tons of orders just take a minute to kind of explore new ideas and explore new techniques so yeah that's very exactly. cool Yeah, I
2: totally agree with that because, you know, we can get into the grind and we can get tunnel vision with our orders where we're just doing the same things over and over and just pumping cakes out. But I think it's really important, like you said, to experiment and take that time. If you can, squeeze in a day or two every month just to try something new. You know, if you have leftover cake scraps that you can like experiment on, I would say do it. You know, any leftover buttercream that you might have from, you know, from previous cakes, save those little bits, and then experiment, you know, on either a dummy cake or leftover cake that you have, because it's, you won't evolve if you get into that tunnel vision, and, and, you know, and I was guilty of that as well, um, but then when I started taking the time, I was able to, to really grow a little bit more as an artist the last six months, um, and just kind of see myself where kind of placing myself where I want to be. I guess I I don't want to say in the art world, but in the cake world as well.
0: (laughs) Well, I think you can probably say cake world and art world both because that's what you're doing is both of those. You're combining both of those mediums into something that is unique to you. And and so I loved what you said about taking a day or two each month. And I think sometimes we maybe when we get really busy with orders, we might actually need to schedule those in for ourselves so that we are. Instead of just crashing and vegging because we've been so busy, um, sometimes they say a change is just as good as a vacation. So maybe instead of a complete like leaving the kitchen, we need to take that time to experiment and grow and try something new and and yeah, get get refocused. Cause I, I think that's one of the ways we can help prevent burnout and That's a very real thing, I think, in our industry is getting burned out if you're just doing the same thing over and over.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, I could say I probably get burned out every other week. (laughs) I just want to veg out. Um, And that's the time when, yeah, you definitely have to take those times instead of just vegging out, like you said, and just experiment or do something that's going to
0: further your progress in your work. For yeah, sure. yes, definitely. So as someone who transitioned from doing cakes for free for friends and acquaintances into running it as a business, um, pricing can be a really tricky aspect of our business. And so I'm just wondering what steps you took to figure out how to do your pricing. I know a lot of it has to do with where you live and and all of that stuff. But what what steps did you take for your business?
2: Yeah, this, this was the hardest thing and probably one of the most difficult things that I struggled with for sure. Um and the the number one thing that I did, the first step that I took to pricing was market research. And I definitely priced out other cakers. And it's not all cakers in the area or bakeries in the area, but it's really I really narrowed in on my positioning and where I wanted to be as a caker and what types of cakes that I made. And so I really had to do quite a bit of competitive analysis. So I looked at different cakers and bakeries in the area and found out their pricing. I put it all into a spreadsheet (laughs) Um, and just kind of, you know, cross-analyzed everything that way and kind of like put myself, where do I want to be? And then also, you know, pricing out your materials. And most importantly, what is your time worth? You know, it, it's not, oh, okay, this is just the cost of the materials. And this is just the amount of time that it's going to take. No, because you definitely have to add in, you know, washing the dishes, your energy bill, your water bill, everything that goes into it. But like I said, most importantly, what is your time worth um, in the past? I look back at what I've charged for cakes that have taken me, you know, maybe three days to make. Um, there's a BB-8 cake that I had, which took days to make. And if you were to actually price that out, I probably paid myself less than $5 an hour <laughs> to make this cake. Um, and so I think we really have to be really cognizant of what our time is worth. and 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 you definitely have to pay yourself for it. And, and it's difficult to do that.
0: It is. I think we sometimes undervalue ourselves. And you're right. We have to pay for the time it takes to do the dishes. And and I think a lot of times we forget for ourselves and probably our customers don't even realize it, but the amount of time that goes into designing and researching and learning the skills and I mean, there really is there really is so much more to it than than just the price of the materials and like it took me three hours to make this cake. And so, um, I it's, I'm always curious to know how people who are transitioning from not charging to charging figure out their their pricing, because that I think is one of the trickiest things. You don't want to price yourself out of customers, but you also You also don't want to be giving away your work when you're doing this as your job, as your career. So,
2: you know, and and another way I look at it, too, is you price yourself for where you want to be. There will always be a market or somebody who wants to pay X amount for a cake. And then that will always happen because you have to look at cake like, you know, like we were saying earlier, it's a piece of art and there are art collectors there are people out there who want to showcase a cake like that so you know you may not get you know 50 orders every week but you will get those orders and those clients who come in for
0: that cake you want what you're doing exactly Exactly. and you'll be happier doing what it is that you want to do instead of the cakes that they could be getting from the local grocery store so exactly
2: oh yeah i mean i've cursed cakes that i was doing like oh i don't like doing this cake why am i doing it you know and and, you know, I try not to put myself in that position anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. And I think I think something huge with pricing is looking in your specific area. Because I know in California, California is very different compared to here in Utah where we're at. And mm-hmm. just knowing how to price yourself within your specific area is so important. Like, we can't go look at what Australian cakers are charging and have their same pricing here in Utah. And so just just look
0: around your specific area, state, and I think that definitely helps as well. I love that you did your research and actually created a spreadsheet so that you would know exactly where you wanted to fit in. That's very analytical of you. Yep. <laughs> yeah. This is where all
2: my past experience and past jobs kind of like, everything <laughs> kind of came together.
1: <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. So I have a question. You have three yes. kids now, right? Yes. Okay. So now that you are doing this cake business as a full-time job, are you? Do you have a cake kitchen in your home, or are you a storefront? What exactly does that look like?
2: So, um, it is a home-based studio. Okay. So no storefront.
1: Perfect. Um,
2: I do have three kids, <laughs> um, and four, two, and seven-month-old. So the oh,
1: young, the yeah. older
2: two yeah they are in preschool and then the seventh month old is at home and we have some help so um so we have help watching him uh during the day so i'm able to to really pretty much own the kitchen during the day which is really nice okay. um so i did just recently buy a new stand up fridge and a standing freezer um that i have that is just solely for cakes So it is a home-based, uh, home-based studio.
0: Okay. Okay. And do you have any employees or are you, is it all you?
2: My husband? No, um, I am, (laughs) I'm a one woman show. I'm a one woman show right now, but my husband does help out a lot.
0: Okay. (laughs) Yeah. So if you, when you can, uh, when you can swing hiring help, what's the first thing you want to get help for?
2: (laughs) Oh man, social media. That would be the most amazing thing. I think that takes up so much time.
1: Okay. Um,
2: and I don't think people realize that just, you know, you're doing all aspects of the business. And so it's the operations of social media. You're the marketing department, you're everything. Um, you're the website designer, That's right. Uh, the editor. So I think, um, social media would be great. Um, I'm a little bit of a control freak when it comes to creating the cakes. So if I could hire somebody in the kitchen, it wouldn't be so much for a design, but it would mainly be, you know, to be honest, it'd be to
1: bake the cakes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you on that one. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. That would be a dream.
0: I, mean, I think it would be a dream to have somebody come in and wash all the dishes afterwards yes. too. <laughs> oh, that too. Oh yes. Okay. Yes.
2: Dishwasher and the actual the the base maker yes that's what I want (laughs) that's awesome
0: yeah all right so um I know you haven't been in business for a long time but you did it kind of as a little side thing for a while do you have any stories of disasters that you managed to live through or cake mishaps
2: oh do I ever
0: (laughs) yes so um
2: it was back in 2016 and I had my, the first time that I had two cake orders on the same day and one was for a first birthday and another one for a wedding. So two big milestones. I'm so sorry about that. Two big milestones. Um, and it happened to be during the summer and it was one of those rare days in San Francisco that it was maybe 103 degrees. Uh-huh. I mean, it was hot. It was so bad. So it was like 103 degrees. We did not, most apartments in San Francisco do not have air conditioning. So you can imagine that. Um, so inside the apartment, it was like 96 degrees. Oh, so my
1: goodness.
2: I had to take all of my cake and all of my materials into um, there's a community clubhouse in the apartment complex that we're living in. And that was the only space that was air conditioned. So I had to do everything down there. Uh, my first delivery, Was maybe about 45 minutes away. So I drove that and it was a fondant cake. It was a Bruce Lee money. It was kind of like one of those, it it was a doll. So it was a standing doll cake. So you can imagine the doll with the big head and the body. (laughs) Yeah. And I transported this thing down about 45 minutes from San Francisco, delivered it. And I was like, oh my goodness. I could see it starting to like tip. And so I triaged it there on location and I got it to stand, but it was, it was just so hot. It was just like the buttercream and the cake were melting underneath the fondant. And so, um, you know, we try to cool it down everything. And I left and it was still standing about 15 minutes to my drive, going back to the city to work on the wedding cake. Uh, the client called and was like, the cake just fell over. Can you turn back? I was devastated, but I could not turn back because oh. I had the wedding cake. And the wedding cake wasn't even done. It wasn't even put together yet. And I had to deliver that in like three hours. <laughs> and I was just like, I'm so sorry. I cannot turn back. Like, I, I I, have to get this other order out into the city. And at that time, you know, I really didn't know what to do. And so I ended up not charging them for the cake at all.
0: Oh, isn't that hard? Yeah
2: yeah it was so hard and and that cake took a really long time because of the fondant cake. But I got back in time to the city. I did get the wedding cake out, frosted it, did everything, and brought it to the venue. But it was one of those cakes that had um like a caramel drip. and so but it was so hot that the drips kept on dripping <laughs> so and and there was no air conditioning at their venue either at the wedding venue. So I was just like, what is going on?
0: So I'll bet more um, than the cake was melting. Probably everyone was melting.
2: Yes, everybody was melting. I mean, the cake, the wedding cake held together okay after things kind of cooled down. But it was, that was probably the most stressful, most, uh, it, it was probably one of the hardest caking days that I had. Yes.
0: And if we can get through those days and keep going, then we know we're, we're supposed to be cake makers, right? <laughs> yes. Yes, yes. <laughs> that would definitely turn many people away. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. So how is it delivering in San Francisco, though? Because, I mean, San Francisco is very hilly. It is so, so
2: difficult. It is. It's it's horrific. Um, it's so nerve wracking when you're driving a cake through the city and the hills. And I try and map out the, the least hilly areas uh-huh. that I can drive through. Um, you know, I've been in the city for over 20 years, so I kind of know, I kind of know how to maneuver and, and avoid certain areas, but it's, it's inevitable that you're going to hit a hill. So it is difficult, but I did, um, find online. I think a lot of, you know, I think maybe other cakers know about it. and this is not a plug. There's no sponsorship here. Um, but the cake safe is, do you um, use that? I have used it for tiered wedding cakes, anything over, uh, two tiers. Okay. and it works
1: yes and do you like so it that, I, mean, I haven't actually amazing. used it but yeah how is it
2: it blew my mind I did not I was nervous the first time that I used it because you have to stick a rod through the top of your cake but if you have a cake that you're putting florals on on the top you're good to go but then when I drove it through the city it was amazing really? my cake I, it just blew my mind. I I couldn't believe it. That's good to <laughs> I did know. Not have to worry about it toppling over. And and now when I deliver cheered cakes, it's just I'm not worried about it, which is so nice.
0: Wow. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. It really does work.
0: That's good to know. We we have the canyons with the the curves and the hills here. Oh. But yeah, thinking about San Francisco, we've been several times, and just thinking, I I can remember being at stop signs where you're like practically i'm not good at math so i don't know my angles but i know you're just like hanging on so that the car doesn't roll backwards so i can only imagine having a cake in the bag
2: yeah and you're rolling back you know imagine the cake back there you're rolling back and you're rolling back forward and you're just imagining it it's shaking back and forth (laughs) such stress yes yes all right every time i deliver
0: Well, what do you see for the future of jamie cake s f
2: Oh wow, so um, so many things so uh there is a documentary in the works, like a little short video that I'll be filming oh um which will be really exciting, kind of we're not sure yet where we're going with the story, but it could be you know kind of filming the the lifespan of how to make a cake, right? Okay. When you're sourcing your ingredients and, you know, all the way to the end when it gets delivered. So something fun like that. Um, and then as far as the overall business goes, um, the dream would be have a cake studio. So not so much a bakery, but a creative studio where I could create more cakes, um, try out new techniques and hold workshops. So definitely um, more workshops in the future for 2020. Um, And hopefully in different locations. Ideally, that's what I would love to do is to be able to travel and to teach different techniques. And I never thought that was something that I wanted to do until I had people start reaching out um, via Instagram, like, oh, do you hold classes? Um, So I never really thought of doing that uh, until this year, and I had my first cake workshop in the beginning of February, which was amazing. Which was so much fun to do. Um, so definitely that, and um, maybe a cookbook.
0: I don't know. Wow, <laughs> very
1: cool. Yeah. So there's some exciting stuff happening. Yeah. <laughs> well,
0: we will be sure to watch and keep track because it sounds like some exciting stuff. Yeah, very. Exciting. Yeah,
2: yeah. I can't wait. We'll see what happens. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Okay, Jamie, so just to end it, I just want to hear how cake making has impacted your life for the better. Wow, for
2: the first time, um, I think I found my groove, you know, uh, cake making has really put everything that I've ever learned and all of my past jobs into one place. And it's, uh, I'm able to put all of my skills into use, creating my own business, which has been pretty amazing. Um, I I'm able to create and do art, which is which is so incredibly fulfilling. And then the other thing that I have is flexibility, which is awesome. Like I'm able to see my kids. I'm able to not travel so much for work, which is awesome. I'm able to be home more, um, and I'm able to really see how happy people get when they see my work. You know, you don't, you don't get that so much when you're doing an office job or you're doing, you know, the regular grind type of things, but to be able to produce something and, you know, deliver it to somebody and see that joy on their face, that just makes me so happy. So I feel incredibly fulfilled. Um, making cakes and being able to spend more time with my family and, you know, really build a business for myself and really owning, um, owning my work, which is great. This is the first time where I really get to feel like I own my work. And I think that's the first time I've verbalized that.
1: Wow. <laughs> but I do want to ask one more question. How are you on the breast cancer journey? Are you cancer free? Are you, are you good now? Oh yeah. Thanks for
2: asking. So, um, five years ago, this month was my diagnosis. Um, so right now I just, I am cancer free. As of right now, I hit my five year anniversary um, in November for my last chemo treatment. So, so far, so good. Everything is clear. Wonderful.
0: So very happy. very yeah. exciting. That's great. Thank you so much, Jamie. It was so great having you on, and we love hearing your story, and we especially love hearing that you are cancer-free and doing Yay. well. <laughs> yeah, that's that's huge, and we're very, very happy for Jamie. Um, so you probably noticed she talked a little bit about where she gets some of her inspiration. She gets some inspiration from uh, park the park when she takes her kids for walks. She was talking about even like blades of grass and how she also gets inspiration from fashion. And So I think for the challenge this week, it would be fun for us all to get some new inspiration. We probably all have our usual go-tos where we're inspired by things, our buttercream flowers or whatever, but make this week's challenge something a little bit different. Try to take some inspiration from something that you haven't necessarily done before and see if it gets you excited and see if it helps your mind work on ways you might be able to accomplish a look or or a texture or something that, that maybe you've never done before. Yeah. So so that'll be this week's challenge. And if you do this, we love hearing from those of you that that let us know what you've done for the challenge and if it's been helpful and and what you've done. So yeah, share with us. Yes, but definitely tune
1: in next week when we will be talking to our good friend Mariel from mm Desserts.
0: All right. Thank you so much all of you for listening. Thanks to Corey, our producer. And Thanks to Jamie for visiting with us today. We'll talk to you next week.
1: Hey, everyone. This is producer Corey. I just wanted to say thanks for listening. Also, subscribe to the podcast and follow the Let's Talk Cake podcast on Instagram so you don't miss out on any content. If you do the challenge this week, tag the podcast in your post, and we'll share it in the next episode. Thanks again, and we'll see you next Tuesday.